We're about to begin the Es Hashem, um, the Shir number 23 from the Sarm of Zelik, uh, Reb Zelik Pliskin on, and with, in the uh, Sefer on Kindness. And we're going to discuss today that when it comes to doing acts of kindness for others, don't wait until you are asked. As soon as you recognize a need, volunteer to do something about it. Let your love for kindness be so strong that you cherish each opportunity. Take the initiative to approach people you can help and don't necessarily wait until they approach you. You don't need a formal invitation to ask someone, what can I do for you? This is a foundation, by the way, of course, with every human interaction. When you sense and see something that someone needs before they ask it, you volunteer and jump at that act of kindness that you could do for someone. But it is so important and so crucial and it's an amazing opportunity in any, any marriage, any day of the marriage. It's the most greatest chesed you can do. Very often, uh, your wife needs a favor, and she didn't ask for it, didn't even think about asking you for, your, for, for it, but you sense right away that there's a need there. You jump in, and you do her that favor, and you provide it for her. Same thing with her to her husband. And sometimes... It's so subtle where very often your wife is not yet fully even aware of what she's lacking or what the issue is. She just feels uncomfortable about something and you sense it and you jump at the opportunity and provide that for her. Marriage basically gives you tremendous opportunity in this subject because you will sense very often in your husband or in your wife things that they need, favors that they need that they did not did not ask you to do, and you could jump at the opportunity. It's a tremendous chesed. He has a few anecdotes here that's Kedai to, to listen to. One of them, he says, I knew a person who always had with him numerous items people frequently needed. Items such as pens and pencils, scissors, erasers, rubber bands, paper clips, Needles, threads, scotch tape, small hole punchers, stapler, envelopes, sheets of paper, stamps, adhesive bandages. And when someone needed any of these items, he immediately volunteered, yes, here I have some I can give you. This particular anecdote reminds me, Baruch Hashem, of me, Ka'amcha Yisrael, that we have gemachs for every, kamat every single need. We have gemachs, long gemachs, obviously, food gemachs, time Shabbos and the like. And then you have gemachs of all types, all kinds. Technically, chaverim, helping out people on the road with their cars, is also a gemach. People are gemach to rent, you know, for cars that are needed, renting out basements that are needed for simchas, um, extra uh, people putting people up uh, in their neighborhood for simchas of their neighbors. It's also a tremendous thing. And then you have gemachs for challah covers for simchas, gemachs for benchers, uh, gemachs for almost every conceivable thing. Mika amcha Yisrael. It's a beautiful thing. Another anecdote, I have a friend who doesn't wait for anyone to ask him for directions. As soon as he sees someone looking at a map in those days, I guess, before GPS or before Waze, or if someone, let's say, doesn't have Waze and right away jumps, can I help you? If you hear someone asking for directions and the response isn't clear, he approaches the person and explains step-by-step how to get to his destination. And um, another anecdote, he says, I remember commenting and passing to someone I hardly knew that I was, insu- I was short of money. He immediately offered me to lend a large sum. 
I later heard that this was his usual practice. He didn't wait until someone asked him for a loan. He jumped at the opportunity. Then you have other people, for example, when they're, they're riding a car and they look for opportunities to give rides to people, even if they didn't ask them to. And, uh, or if someone, they see someone carrying a heavy load, they offer to, on the street, and they offer, can I help you carry it for you? And another anecdote he brings, an acquaintance of mine approached new people in town and says, hello, I think you're new here, I'm a long-time resident, how would you like, what would you like to know about our city? And he introduces him to our city. I want to tell you, just personally, I have a car as a toif. Um, I'm not going to mention the name here. But um, on the first day of my first job, when I went uh, to my first job the first day, so I was in an office and there were desks with a few other people there. There was one person there that went out of their way, especially. Yes, it was a quieter day, um, but they went out of their way to explain things to me about the office, how it works, and showing me things and guiding me and helping me. And he made me extremely comfortable that first day of work. And I remember I wrote it down. This was many, many years ago. And I look back at it sometimes, what I wrote. And that's a tremendous chesed, what this person did for me. To make me comfortable that first day at work. And I think to myself, shouldn't I do the same thing? Or should I try to do the same thing? A new person comes in, into my, into my workplace, or, or, or wherever it is, and to make them feel more comfortable. And, and, and welcome, and that's also a tremendous chesed. Sometimes when someone does shopping and he has people he knows and friends or whatever it is, they pick up the phone or, and they say, you know, I'm in the store anyway, I'll be happy to get what you need, what do you need? Um, or someone misplaced his cell phone or he didn't bring his cell phone and he's outside and he needs to call somebody or offer the cell phone and so on and so forth. There's endless opportunities of chesed to do even if the person did not ask for that chesed to be done, even if that person didn't even realize, uh, you know, that you're there to ask, but you jump at that opportunity. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And um, that's something that we could develop. It's something we could learn because that's the, the, the love of chesed and, 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 and tremendous love to do kindness for others. And um, we develop that as we go along by looking for these opportunities, looking at opportunities to help. And that could actually reframe, like we're going back, it's Shalom Bayesh Yorm primarily, although we talk about other subjects too, but in a marriage it's so, so important. Sometimes it's, wor it's worthwhile to just reframe it and realize in marriage, you know, you see, you know, your wife is struggling with something, your husband's struggling with something. They didn't ask you, to help, them, to help them in that particular situation or whatever it is. You offer that help. It means so much. And that really creates a deeper bond between the two of them. And again, it's just countless opportunities to do that. And um, it's, a, it's a great, great chesed. You're emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who does this all the time for us. Sometimes we don't ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for a particular thing. We didn't daven for it yet. We should, but let's say we didn't. We didn't daven. We need something. We need a favor. We didn't daven for it. And we didn't think about davening for it. But Hashem sees, you know, this person needs it. And He gives it to us, even though we didn't request it, even though we didn't daven for it. 
Of course, we should daven for these things, and we should always rely on Hashem, but I'm just saying that Hashem does this a lot. He's a toy of a mative that he'll give that chesed sometimes, very, very often, even if you didn't ask for it, but he knows you need it. And you, you have a daimalai, be like him with your husband, be like him with your wife, to, to do things for them and do favors for them to make their life easier uh, and, and, and calmer and, and, and a kinder place for, for, for them to be in by just volunteering to help them out. Have a wonderful Shabbos.